This is U.S. Army. Closer look. I think the job is pretty awesome. Innovating. Insight. Soldiers. Soldiers. Mission. Closer look. Closer look. Those who were there. Uh, and what we need to make sure is we have the most capable army to deliver specific effects on a battlefield relative to U.S. national security interests. Those experiences. Those strategies. Closer look. Closer look. Army Media. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Closer Look. I'm Elliot Valdez. What reinforced this deployment reinforced to me was that you can trust junior leaders. Um, my name is Captain Cliff Favors. I'm the company commander for Bravo Company, 3rd Battalion, 187th Infantry Regiment, 3rd Brigade Combat Team, 101st Airborne Air Assault. Our own Jacques Bannerman spoke with Captain Favors and other U.S. Army soldiers who've recently returned from deployment in Afghanistan. If they have an end state and, and they know your left and right limit as a commander, they will absolutely execute. They will, they will take the initiative. They will create solutions to problems that you won't even see. They'll identify them at their level. They will work it out there. And then they will come to you with a solution that, you know, maybe sometimes isn't the best one, but it works. And then that's gaining experience and it builds their confidence as leaders and it just makes them better to move up to that next level. Uh, and that's something that we, during this decisive action rotation, as we move in the next training cycle we'll focus on is is pushing decisions to those junior leaders facing them with some adversity that allows them to work through problem sets and and, and build that self-reliance on themselves and their team uh, to come up with good feasible solutions to problems so and build that into your training man mm -hmm. outstanding yep. Got a story or, or, or absolutely so uh, I'll kind of take a couple of those uh, one instance things and roll them into uh, an event that happened at the uh, provincial governor's palace uh, in uh, in Kandahar City. So uh, there was an HPA attack. It was uh, a couple of explosive devices inside the the governor's palace, um, and then the the provincial chief of police uh, reacted to it. My company was notified. We had the partnership with them. We were you know we were guardian angels for the advisors. We were up there on a weekly basis interacting. So you know we get the first call for support. Uh, the company over the the next three days uh, went to the provincial governor's palace uh, to escort and secure a United Arab, United Arab Emirates uh, investigation team uh, as well up there to, to investigate because it was some diplomatic, diplomatic officials from uh, the UAE that were involved in the incident. So it was an international incident. There were multi-nation effort and then within the Afghan you know, civilian governmental construct. There were, you know, MOE, MOI, MOD, their national uh, directorate for security was up there. So for, for three days, really, we were interacting with, you know, multinational leaders. Uh, we were helping, you know, execute an investigation involving, you know, diplomatic personnel, recover remains, secure a site. Um, and then, and all through, you know, a movement from Kandahar Airfield to Kandahar City on a daily basis with, you know, people that had not been in the country for years at that point with all the vehicle and all the equipment that, that comes with that sort of, uh, uh, I guess, you know, unit to yeah, execute you can't train up for that up kind of stuff. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was probably the biggest test that happened relatively early on in the deployment with our ability to, you know, be flexible and then, you know, execute a, a security mission with a, a dynamic at that point, you know, small task force up in the city. Wow. So, Give me an, uh, a, a, a sense of your, your 
pride level right now. When yeah, no, just the, thinking about the it. soldiers and, and, and junior leaders did an outstanding job. It was a, a pretty volatile situation when we got there just because of the nature of the attack. So it was it was tense uh, for the next couple of days, but they, they handled it extremely well, uh, especially in a situation that you just you can't train for. So makes the hair stand up on the back mm -hmm. of my neck. I heard about it, mm -hmm. but I'm looking at it in a news reel. I'm looking at it in a news report that takes all of 20 seconds. But mm -hmm. You just gave me a life lesson. And I'm like, okay. Any last comments, thoughts, ideas, sir? Uh, no, I just, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity to be able to come here and speak with you and, and tell the story of the Rakasan Brigade over this last deployment uh, and just share some of the stories of our success and the Afghan success. And it's just, a, it's a privilege to be here and I appreciate it. Well, it is an honor for us to have that story to tell and uh, that you entrusted it with us. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. Job well done, sir. Thank you. Closer look. Closer look. So I'm Colonel Larry Burris. I'm the commander of 3rd Brigade, 101st Airborne Division Air Assault out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Rock Sons. Outstanding, whoa. And uh, you've recently returned from a, a deployment to Afghanistan. What did you get the most uh, satisfaction out of? Uh, how did you coalesce all of those disparate feelings and, 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 and uh, just thoughts. I mean, this is a huge, huge impacting mission. So the two, the two things that, uh, that make me the most satisfied or make me the proudest are A, um, the job that our soldiers did every single day. You know, in spite of the hardships, in spite of taking casualties, and unfortunately, we lost three soldiers during the deployment, that our soldiers continued to operate to do what we asked them to do. Um, no, matter, no matter what the conditions were or where it was, our soldiers were willing to go there. And the other piece is the improvements that we saw in the Afghan National Defense Security Forces, you know, particularly in our area down in the, in the south, we saw great improvement in their ability to transition from uh, a posture when we got there where they were primarily defensive, they were static in their, in their operations, which made them vulnerable to, to, the, to the enemy. And as we were leaving, we saw them conducting more offensive operations which were planned and generated by their own chain of command. It wasn't us trying to, to push them to do something or will them to, to conduct an operation. It was they were generating these things on their own. And so those are the two things that I walk away with um, with the most satisfaction. But obviously the most important that being the way our soldiers performed and their dedication to duty during the mission, sir. When did you guys go out? So, sir, the first elements of the brigade started deploying in July of 2016. Uh, to provide you a little bit of context, um, the brigade completed its seventh deployment in October of 2015. Uh, and the brigade was notified approximately a month later that it would be redeploying to Afghanistan during the summer of 17. And so our first battalion deployed in July of 2017 to Kabul. Uh, the rest of the brigade, uh, the deploying elements of the brigade deployed in October of 2016. And at that point, we deployed uh, the majority of the brigade headquarters to Kandahar. And then we deployed four more battalions um, into Afghanistan. All the battalions were geographically dispersed between Bagram, Kabul, Kandahar, and Helmand province initially. And we also deployed our, our cavalry squadron to Kosovo to conduct peacekeeping operations in Kosovo. Uh, we left one battalion back home at Fort, Fort Campbell, our brigade support battalion, and also some other elements of the brigade remained back at uh, Fort Campbell. In total, we deployed about 50% of the brigade combat team forward, sir. Outstanding. Man, you guys depleted the home, the home front and... We did. I mean, the nature of the deployment is that a lot of the leaders go forward based on the train advise assist mission in Afghanistan. 
Um, again, I mentioned earlier that the brigade was geographically dispersed. We also had differing missions across the brigade. The brigade headquarters uh, formed, uh, integrated with the 36th Infantry Division from the Texas National Guard to form the Train Advise Assist Command South headquarters in, in, in Kandahar province, where we were responsible for advising the Afghans of the 205th Corps and the 404th Police Zone. Um, we had one battalion in Kandahar, which was responsible for force protection of the Kandahar airfield, uh, security in the ground defense area around the airfield, and then also providing security and guardian angel support for advisors. The battalions in Helmand um, conducted mission command for Task Force Forge. They conducted security, security force operations, guardian angel support, and partnered with the Afghans as well. Um, our battalion in, in Bagram uh, served as the theater response force where they were a direct report to the Resolute Support Headquarters prepared to respond to any, any requirements deemed necessary anywhere in the, in the uh, area of operations. And then we had, as I mentioned earlier, we had one battalion up in Kabul integrated with uh, the UK forces there as part of the Kabul security force. Wow. I had like six questions and I think you just took care of seven of them. <laughs> Sir. So. That is an awesome responsibility. How did you find the command? Now, you, you were split. You were dual-headed sure. during this period. The first part of that, you were assigned to uh, support NATO. Yes, sir. So, it's uh, a two-part answer to your question. So, we were operated under two mission uh, uh, sets. So, the U.S. mission is Operations Freedom Sentinel, which is the U.S. mission in Afghanistan. And then we also operated under the authorities of the, the NATO mission, which is Oper Operation Resolute Support. Uh, in, in Afghanistan. My role um, as a brigade commander was much different than it was, uh, for example, when we're back at home station at Fort Campbell where the brigade is consolidated together. Uh, so not only was I a brigade commander in theater, I was also the deputy commander of TAC South. And so um, it was, a, it was a, a dual hat role for me personally in terms of you know, I mentioned we were geographically dispersed. All the battalions except for one were working for different headquarters across Afghanistan or in Kosovo. Um, and, and I think, you know, people ask me, was that, was that difficult? Was that uncomfortable? And the, my answer is no. And the, and the reason why is um, before we deployed, we went, we, you know, when the brigade came back in October 15, we went right back into a decisive action training environment focusing on offensive defensive operations, preparing to go to the Joint Readiness Training Center, which we executed a rotation there in May 16. And so through that train up, we were able to build a cohesive team where battalion and company level leaders understood how to operate off of commander's intent. And so uh, the command sergeant major and I were very comfortable with our battalions being dispersed and operating for different headquarters. Not at one time was I, did I question what they were doing uh, or why they were doing that. I knew they would do the right thing. They would accomplish a mission without any worries. So you didn't have to be concerned with direct comms during the mission because you had already preset. Yes, sir. And you know, and, and so most, mo you know. Be, being based out of Kandahar uh, as the deputy commander there at TAC South, that's where I spent most of my time. But the SAR Major and I were able to get out and see all of our battalions on a regular basis to visit with them. We also did things where we communicated via VTC. Every two weeks I would do one with all of my battalion commanders on the net, for example, so that we can continue to operate as a brigade. Because for us, it was, it was very important going into this mission with um, 
folks geographically dispersed really in several different locations to include Fort Campbell to make sure that we, we maintained our, our brigade identity. We were still able to communicate with one another, communicate back to the division at Fort Campbell, back to our rear elements at Fort Campbell and to our families. And so we worked real hard to develop a plan going in to make sure we, we stayed as a brigade combat team even though we were, we were geographically dispersed. How, how important is that though? Uh, maintaining that brigade ID and, and in the midst of all of this disbursement, how important is that? So I, th I mean, for this organization, it's very important because I think this brigade of all the brigades in the Army and all the ones that I've served in has the, has the strongest identity. Every, when, when somebody sees a Tory, they know that the Rakasans have been there. And so soldiers have a lot of great pride in serving in this organization. And so it's important for us to maintain that identity, uh, to maintain the legacy and the, and the linkages we have to our strong veterans organizations that support the brigade. And so going in, it was very, very important for us to maintain our identity and our culture as a brigade, as the Rakasan Brigade Combat Team. Is that part of the lessons learned that you bring him back so that future missions can be enhanced? Yes, sir. I mean, so as you know, as, as the Army talks about standing up security force assistance brigades, one of the things that we did last week was TRADOC Capability Man Manager SFAB came up to Fort Campbell uh, and Colonel Accord and his team spent uh, the week with us garnering lessons learned about how, do, how we advised, for example, um, to what level did we advise, what was the security force structure associated with it, um, what was the organization that when we went down to do expeditionary advising, what and who did we take with us, and what recommendations did we have in terms of manning and equipping for, for that particular organization. So I think as the Army moves forward, uh, they're reaching out to units who have recent experience with this, uh, particularly in Afghanistan, to make sure that that we build the right organization with the right structure and the right people. Any final thoughts, sir? No, sir. I, I, I greatly appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. I'm uh, extremely proud of my soldiers, extremely proud of my brigade, and uh, we're happy to continue to serve our nation, sir. Thank you. This is U.S. Army. Closer look. I think the job is pretty awesome. Innovating. Insight. Soldiers. Soldiers. Mission. Closer look. Closer look. Those who were there. Uh, and what we need to make sure is we have the most capable army to deliver specific effects on a battlefield relative to U.S. national security interests. Those experiences. Those strategies. Closer look. Closer look. Army Media.